0: You're listening to Two Girls, One Crossword. I swear I've done this before. I'm just glad I remembered to count down with you. <laughs> you remembered everything this time. I, uh, I Basically, the fact that I'm sitting in this chair is a miracle. I've I'm never sat a day in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I finally made it uh, happen.
1: <laughs> we're back, ladies and gentlemen, and... Slid right back into it effortlessly, as we do. It's like we've never been gone. Thanks for bearing with us on our little hiatus. Mm-hmm. Forced hiatus, thanks to weddings. Yeah, weddings. Who needs them, am and I another, right? <laughs> I have another wedding this weekend, if you can believe it.
0: Uh, I can believe it. Um, I don't like that I believe it. I don't Master? have any more weddings this year, thank God. Not that I don't like when people get married. I'm happy for the, the, the couples they just take a lot out of me, you know? And I mean, like, in every sense of the word, like my emotional and physical health. And <laughs> well, then, weddings they have
1: to travel to, especially. This one is, is not that big of a deal because it's right. in town. So, right. Well, it also takes, you know, it takes money from me, it
0: mm-hmm. takes vacation days from me, mm-hmm. you know? I, like, I'm sorry, I get limited PTO and you want me to spend it on your wedding? It's a big
1: ask. It's <laughs> a big ask. We need a we need like a separate um, podcast where we just complain. I mean <laughs> we we like to sprinkle that in into this podcast, which by the way is two girls, one crossword. I'm Grace Topinka. and I'm Chelsea Rowan.
0: Uh, this is your favorite weekly podword crosscast where we also complain sometimes, featuring our rants and complaints. <laughs> so if you're out there listening to our rants and our complaints, just keep that in mind. You know, I think okay. The whole PTO thing, mm-hmm. I think that's probably why people, like, plan their weddings on holiday weekends, but that's actually even worse, in my opinion.
1: Okay. You mean, are you talking about because you went to a Halloween wedding? That? That's not, you don't get time off for that. No, no. I'm
0: talking about, like, 4th of July or something, yeah. you know? Um, okay. Why, like, I got a long weekend, and you want me to spend it at your wedding? Because most of the time... Ugh, okay. I'm not... I can't get into it. I can't get into it, because...
1: Grace and I have had this conversation, I think, ad nauseum, it off also, lo- off air. <laughs> okay, but it also depends. Like some weddings, I'm more excited to go to because True. I feel like I'm very close with people getting married. Other True. weddings, I'm like, I'm not going to know anyone there. You know, I, it, it changes yeah. a lot. Like all my family weddings that I've gone to, I've really enjoyed because I get to like hang out with all my family and cousins mm-hmm. and stuff. But yeah. I think I, there's
0: just something wrong with
1: me. I I I tend to dread.
0: Every wedding leading up to the actual event. And then I actually have, like, a lot of fun when I'm there. Uh, Mm -hmm. This past wedding I went to was a lot of fun. I had a wonderful time. Um, But I psych myself out, you know. I get in my head. I can't let myself relax, not even for a second. You
1: could get hypnotized to have better, (laughs) um, like, thoughts about going to a wedding. As soon as that invite hits the table... I need to call up the hypnotist. You're right. So I read online that some lady got hypnotized to help her motion sickness. And now she can read on in a car. Maybe we should get hypnotized just for fun and see I, what happens. I'm down to get hypnotized. I actually do want to get hypnotized for motion sickness because the older I get, it's like I can't sit backwards anymore on a moving on a train. Mm-hmm. I can't fly I without can't taking read. Dramamine. That's a fact. Yeah. I haven't gotten there yet. It's bad. Um, I, I can't be on my I have got some phone. bad stories. I know you do. Like being in an <laughs> u- Uber on my phone, I can't do it for very oh, long. No, no, no. If,
0: if like I'm in the passenger seat and Matt's like, hey, can you look up this restaurant or look that up? And, and I'm like, if I pick up my phone, we're going to have issues. <laughs> it's like if I have a two minute window before shit
1: hits the fan. <laughs> but maybe we just need to get um, hypnotized, hypnotized and then we'll get back to you. If any of our listeners have ever been hypnotized for anything, I'm very interested. Please. Please let us know and if you're a crossword constructor please put
0: hypnotization into your crosswords so that we can do a topic on it
1: thank you yeah and so that we know that you know that we know that you know you're listening mm-hmm. and also like i just gonna
0: say uh hypnotics is severely underrepresented in the crosswords so what's that about i know and i feel like it's a fun word right but what do i know Nothing. what do we know we're we're just measly podcast hosts, right? So, barely. Ba- we are barely there, but we are here. We are here. I guess maybe we should actually get on with the podcast.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, should we go into our Polapalooza, Palooza, our belated pola Palooza 2 weeks later? Let's do the belated pola Palooza which I don't
0: know if anybody realized, but it was me, moi, Chelsea,
1: who you ran tweeted the We did that it was you.
0: I did cuz I have like an <laughs> ego problem. <so. laughs> um Yes. No. We ran a four-part poll uh, while Grace was out of town. Mm -hmm. So, um, but the thing is, this topic, this subject called for multiple parts. It couldn't. It was like
1: perfectly broken up into four and four and four. So
0: perfect. So we did. The first round of the poll was three parts, and it was pick your fighter Disney Princess edition. So I don't know if people actually did this as a pick your fighter because I don't know if these people would actually these princesses would actually be the best fighters, the ones that won. I think people just probably voted like their favorite princesses from the four. Hopefully, Um, they
1: knew that that's what that meant.
0: I didn't give any clarification, so it's okay. Whatever you voted for, it's on you. And here we go. So the first of the the first poll of the three-part first poll was snow white cinderella aurora and ariel in last place was aurora with zero percent wow
1: that's sleeping beauty
0: if y'all don't know you might not
1: know she's sleeping beauty but i guess if you don't know that then she's definitely not your favorite exactly i actually like the i really
0: like the old classic disney princesses and the princess movies, just because I think the animation is really beautiful, and I love the songs that they're very classic sounding.
1: Um, I honestly feel like I've never seen Sleeping Beauty or Snow White, or oh. I, I had to have seen Cinderella. I know I've seen it, but I know we didn't own it. Who the hell is this girl? I don't know. I never got into. I did. Okay. I loved. Um, Who's the last one? Uh, Ariel. Ariel. Yeah. Yeah. I like Little
0: Mermaid. Okay, so. Aurora, last place. Second place, both uh, at 17% was Snow White and Cinderella. Snow White was my least favorite because it was scary. Mm-hmm. The, the witch was scary.
1: And that's the oldest one, too.
0: And that's the oldest. And then, of course, the winner was Ariel with 66%, which Grace covered Little Mermaid uh, one episode. And that is, like, along the lines of Cinderella, like, not a very feminist story to be, like, w- having little girls watch at a very young age.
1: No. Yeah. It's a... Uh... Girl decides
0: that she wants to give up literally everything, including her voice, to be with a man that she just saw from like the boat that never had a conversation with. Okay. And then the real f- story was actually a lot more sad because she doesn't end up with the prince at the end. Anyway, spoiler alert. Okay, part three. We had Belle, Jasmine, Pocahontas, and Mulan. Uh last place was Jasmine and Pocahontas with seventeen percent. I was surprised. I thought Pocahontas yeah. would be higher. Yeah. But, alas. Uh, and then coming in second place with 25% was Belle. People I like was Bell. not I was not a Belle fan growing up. I was a Cinderella fan. That's why. Yeah. Contrary. Or, no, I'm, I'm a very contrary person
1: mm-hmm. in
0: general. So, of course, the winner then with 41% was Mulan, who is that's one my of favorite. my ultimate favorites. Um, if you did a sure. topic on that yes i did On the original mulan legend right. who she was wasn't she didn't she have like a soul sister and she was like mm-hmm. either a lesbian or bi good for her uh this stayed true in
1: the well, actual they distal- weren't romantically involved
0: um in the legend. well no maybe not but i feel like as we know in legends like, they're always, like, best friends, roommates, like, sisters, soul sisters, the closest possible thing you could ever imagine two girls to be. But they're never lovers, you know? Yeah.
1: So, riddle me that. By the way, if you hear clanking in the background, it's just my radiator, and there's <laughs> nothing I can do about it. It'll clank on. It's clanking season yeah. here in Chicago. clanking season. I'm next to my
0: radiator, too. He may He may or may not make an appearance. So that brings us to part three of Pick Your Fighter Disney Princess Edition. It was Tiana, Rapunzel, Mer- Merida, and Moana, uh, and last place was Tiana with eight percent. I've only seen that one once, so I can't really I've recollect never seen it. Uh, then third place was Merida, seventeen percent. That's Brave. I actually hated that film.
1: The I've animation never seen it. is gorgeous. The only one of those four I've seen is Moana. Ah, I've not seen Moana uh third place was rapunzel i actually love the tangled film oh i have seen tangled yeah except i'm not gonna get into like the weird hair imagery and other let's talk about hair imagery after i'm
0: interested i don't know what you're talking about and then of course the winner was moana which then leads me to the ultimate fight the ultimate battle uh we have the pick your fighter Disney princess, final showdown between Moana, Mulan, and Ariel. Last place with 12%, Moana. Second place with 23%, Ariel. And of course, Mulan swept it 65%. Mm-hmm. Is anybody really surprised?
1: Mulan is truly one of the baddest. And she's not even a princess. How about that? If we're talking about, like, fighting, like, if people are confused, I'd, Mulan obviously would win. And I feel like Moana would be in second place. because Yes. Meredith sh- should be up there, too, because she was like an archer yeah yeah i've never seen brave i have no idea what the
0: it's like a mother-daughter story like mom and daughter don't get along mom gets turned into a bear and daughter must save mom
1: and i'm like mom is mean to you leave her in the forest bye i feel like i now that i have a niece and nephew it's like i'm watching all the movies that like have come out since they've been the age where they're like watching movies Mm -hmm. then i know those because i've seen them a million times Mm. but then there's like a break of time where i mm. i didn't keep up i didn't keep up with my disney movies uh and if you're curious why elsa
0: and anna didn't actually make this list it's because elsa and anna apparently even though they're disney they're not considered the dis the 12 disney princesses because they ha- are really? their own franchise i had to do research It's like why are not they not considered a disney princess quote-unquote disney princess
1: i actually know on the wikipedia disney princess page they're not on there they're not but they're all i mean like if you ask kids that's who everyone loves it's true but we didn't ask kids. Kids don't have Twitter. We don't. I don't talk to children, actually.
0: <laughs> um, and that's Palooza. Uh, before we move into Hitch and Shits, I actually have a corrections corner. Ooh. From a month ago? From a month ago. I cannot, for the life of me, remember who wrote to me and where they wrote from. But it was about Wawa. So I remember in my brain. So Mm -hmm. I believe I talked about Wawa the last episode or the previous episode. I cannot remember. I brought it up, I think, in a clue. Okay. Because it was was clued in a funny way. Um, Well, then you talked about it. I said something. It was like in New Jersey and Pennsylvania only. Mm -hmm. It is not only in New Jersey and Pennsylvania. I'm sorry. I haven't lived in New Jersey for like 10 years. Wow. Longer than. Since 2010. It's been since 2010 since I've lived in New Jersey for an extended period of time. Anyway, you can now find wawas in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Delaware, Maryland, Virginia, Washington, DC, and Florida. Orlando.
1: You Orlando.
0: Yes. I did know about Orlando. That was like they're one of the first stops I met. I, I
1: don't think they're elsewhere in Florida, but if you're from Florida, Grace, let me know. I didn't have to speak on Florida Matters, just like you I haven't lived there for ten <laughs> years. It's been years.
0: Anyway, it's been a long time since we've done some hits and shit, so there's probably like a ton of puzzles we're gonna be missing. Yeah. But I think I we're only gonna did try them our from best. Like last week.
1: We're gonna try our best. Do you wanna give us uh, give us the start? Sure. Well, did you do the, um, this more like a shout out. I don't want to go into too many details because I want people to do this one. Did you do the Sunday Washington Post from this last Halloween Sunday? Mm-mm. Okay. Well, okay. it would have been fun to do together. It was very cool. Okay. It's kind of like in a narrative structure. So it's by Evan, by the way. It was like f- five or so different mini puzzles and well, he starts off. It's like you're in a story. You're trying. To, you're going to this house to find a monster. You have to solve each clue to like get a weapon that can be used against the monster. And then at the end, you like combine all the clues into what? this other grid that's like a safe. So yeah, there's like entrance hall, laboratory, and each clue is is pretty small. Um, like this one's only what like five by six, five. Um, but yeah, each clue is like kind of clued differently, and there's like one theme word in each puzzle but they're all found in a different way okay and then at the end you kind of like put everything together um it it can get a little hard if uh, maybe i'll link it in the details but you can like do a they linked like a you know how to in case you get stuck at any parts okay it's halloween themed i don't want to give anything away but it's fun Ooh. And i never seen anything like that. So I wish I wish we were at the office because oh. I think it would have been fun to do it together. Although it was on a Sunday anyway, so we probably wouldn't have. Okay. I will make sure to do that as soon as possible and get back to you. Because that sounds yeah. like my kind of thing.
0: Our kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Um, Let me see here. What do I got? I was going to say, speaking of Halloween, but I don't think... Was there any Halloween-themed puzzles that I did? I think there was – oh, yes. I'll talk about this Halloween-themed puzzle first since we're on the topic of Halloween. Mm-hmm. The Thursday, October 27th, New York Times by Alan Messingill or Massengill. The theme was, like, things zombies could say or might say. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, the clues were just ordinary phrases or, like, the clues were just, like, regular clues. But the answers were ordinary phrases – But if you thought about them in relation to a zombie, it's, like, funny. Okay, so let me just give you an example. (laughs) 17 across, future zombies' last words, question mark. And the answer was be right back. Because zombies, like, come back from the dead. So future zombies' last words. Yes. Cute. Cute. Uh, 27 across, country music standard at zombie karaoke night, question mark. Uh, And this must be a famous country music song. I don't know it, but... I fall to pieces, like with the whole yeah. zombie theme. Very nice. Or 48 across, the reason the zombies are, of course, skipping the empty house, question mark. And the answer was, it's a no brainer. There's no brain, so why would the zombie go?
1: Yes, makes sense.
0: And then 64 across is fun. Zombies cry in the face of defeat, question mark.
1: We are so dead. <laughs> so um. cute. Yes, that was cute. I liked that. What, who was that again? Sorry, I missed it. That was Alan
0: Massengill, Thursday, October 27th, New York Times. Very oh, good. New York
1: Times. Yes.
0: What else you got?
1: Well, I've, uh, I found this interesting this week. Okay. There was one clue that came up in like three different puzzles that were we all really this. close to each other. We loved Tuesday, this. November 2nd, New York Times. They had country near the Strait of Hormuz, 53 down. Oman and then in the Monday New York Times the day before they had four down toe of the Arabian Peninsula Oman and then in USA Today on that Tuesday November 3rd was that Tuesday no that was a Wednesday November 3rd okay so the day after they had 34 down only country that starts with an O Oman three in a row I mean I do feel like that is crossword used but it was like Monday Tuesday Wednesday hello we're on to
0: you i know we say it all the time but we genu- genuinely are
1: i really you know there's feel like
0: a big conspiracy theory going theory thing happening and we're 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 knocking on its door
1: the crossword is like sending us messages and we're decoding <laughs> them little by little oh <laughs> uh,
0: uh what else we got here oh speaking of themes that i like Uh, The Tuesday, October 19th, New York Times, Ross Trudeau. We Love Puzzles by Ross. Uh, The theme was, the revealer was 28 across. Literary trio found in the answers to this puzzle's starred clues. And the answer was the Brontes. Uh, And the clues were, 19 across, children's book whose title character says, if I can fool a bug, I can surely fool a man. People are not as smart as bugs. The answer was Charlotte's Web. Six Down. Six Down. Chain, known for its soft pretzels. Auntie Anne's. Mm-hmm. So you got Charlotte and Anne. And then 25 down, prominent left-leaning political action committee. Emily's List. So we got all three of the sisters. And Charlotte, Grace and Emily, I like and the Brontes. Anne. We have, like, a soft spot for them in our heart. We got to we see, do. at Northwestern, we went to see... Jane Eyre. Jane Eyre. It was amazing.
1: <laughs> we- and... We were like, let's get front row, t- like, let's splurge. It was not expensive, it was a student production, but we were like, let's get front row tickets to this thing. Do you remember mm-hmm. that? And they sat us mm-hmm. the front row, and we were like, underneath the stage. I know, I know. <laughs> it was like, it was drama. We had to go and ask it if we could be to moved be back, and they're like, we don't know if we can move you back. There might not be space. We're like, well, why'd you sell us these seats? We're literally like, Under. underneath the stage. I know. I
0: <laughs> <Ugh>. Shocking. Shocking. <laughs> It was a really
1: interesting
0: adaptation. Yeah, it was cool. It was cool. They They're did a very, good job. Uh,
1: talented over there, at Northwestern. They are. We
0: Check would out know. A play
1: if you can, if you're in the <laughs> area. What else you got, Grace? Well, I was quickly looking over the Thursday puzzle. I did one of those things where I just piggybacked off of y- your. you uh, Already had done some of my it.
0: My We literally just solved it, like at dinner like less than 20 minutes ago
1: (laughs) oh because i always wonder i'm like if because if people don't know chelsea and i we have the same (laughs) uh app York times puzzles and usually like if someone i'll just like clear a puzzle and do it Mm -hmm. but you already had some filled out and i don't know i'm like if i start typing like does it mess her up all Uh right but maybe it just doesn't show on yours then we should try it if you have it open yeah We'll, we'll test but anyways um, That was Thursday, New York Times Puzzle by David Steinberg. Mm-hmm. I liked some things and then had a potential shit. Not really, but Ooh. um, I liked 25 across, and I think you probably like this. They may be full of natural light. Kegs. Oh, right. I feel like you like natty lights. Am I making I, that up?
0: The, like the regular kind, like that you mm-hmm. would drink underage or like at a college party? Absolutely not. They recently, as of like three years ago, came out with like that pink lemonade flavor. Do you remember we drank these in Wisconsin? Yes, yeah, the Hanna. Flamingo one. It was, and basically we bought it because like aesthetically it was like really cute, the packaging. They definitely marketed it to the right people because we bought it. But it was actually genuinely tasty. It's like sugary. So it's not, if you're not like into like sugary beers, don't try it. But if you like fun and you like to be happy, you should try it. It's a good summer beer. <laughs>
1: uh i wish we were sponsored no we can't be sponsored by alcohol no i want want to be responsible for anyone making bad decisions <laughs> i also just a shout out to the fortnight Cross, hanukkah chocolate shape guilt and hanukkah is early this year to so mm. know it's at the end it's like on the sunday of thanksgiving oh i didn't know that but um just a reminder now that we're coming up to the holiday seasons a lot of different holidays are celebrated in the winter other than christmas it's i true. like you we see christmas stuff all the time in crosswords Um, So it's good to see some other people represented. You love to see it. We do love to see it. 60 across bricks sold in sets. The answer is Legos. But if you remember from my Lego um, topic, Legos is like the plural of Lego is Lego. You can say Lego bricks, but according to the real fanatics, Legos isn't real. Of course, (gasps) then it's like, you know, Words, Mm -hmm. a lot of people use Legos, so does that make it acceptable? Probably. I don't really care, but I just thought I would point it out if anyone
0: remembered. Oh, that's interesting because usually you would think that the New York Times would want to be correct. Yeah. Hmm. I guess they can't always be perfect like us. No, we never make mistakes, obviously. Ever. And we definitely never admit to them in a, Mm-mm. you know, specified segment at the top of this podcast whenever necessary. So. Rarely. <laughs> <laughs> I th- saw something on Twitter that this was, I'm probably butchering this fact, but I believe something like David Steinberg's 100th New York Times crossword or something. That could, I, I glanced at the tweet and That's wild past. That's wild if it is. That's a lot of puzzles to I get know. published. I know. But that could be wrong. So I might be doing a corrections corner next week.
1: Well, congrats, David, on your 100 puzzles. <laughs> <laughs> We're so proud of you.
0: Uh, what else do I got here? Okay, I'm going to go to another theme that I liked. Because I just there's a lot of themes in the New York Times that I liked this week. Or this past couple weeks. The Thursday, October 21st, New York Times by Michael Lieberman. Basically, the theme kind of followed a blank... Basically, like the clues were blank under something. And the answers would be I guess I just, I'm always really bad at describing these themes. So here we go. Um, Three down, clueless about current trends. Um, And then, so you would think that the answer would be living under a rock, Mm -hmm. but the answer was a rock living. So living is literally underneath a rock. I see. Uh, And all of these answers are downs. So that's why this works. Another. That makes more sense. Another. 17 down. Choke. Uh, And the answer was pressure crack. So crack under pressure.
1: Mm.
0: Eight down. Take more shots then. And the answer was the table drink. So drink under the table. I thought that was that l- one's fun, really cute. And then uh, 24 down, give a sworn statement in court. And it was oath, testify. So testify under oath. Uh, so just cool. Also from that puzzle, I liked this clue, 14 across. Help when things are too hot to handle. The answer was potholder. Uh, and then 60 across, you up, text maybe, and the answer was booty call. You love to see booty call in the New York Times. Hello. I
1: feel like, yeah, I feel like we saw that once, like, way back in the day. Yeah, and we, we were, were like, <gasps> on the podcast we were like, Will Shorts knows what a booty call is. <laughs> Not to, like, you know, pretend like I know him, but. No,
0: right. Uh, that's what I got from that puzzle.
1: Fun, 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 fun. Um, I just have, like, a bunch of random stuff. Well, I can do the Amy Lucido
0: October twenty eighth New York Times. It's a okay, Friday. Do that. Uh, the opener was great. One across, rhyming ice cream treat. The answer was choco taco. It's a great opener. Mm-hmm. Um, I just liked this clue for an answer that we see often. Sixteen across. If you ask her to make you a sandwich, she'll say, "Okay, you're a sandwich." The answer is Alexa. Uh, this one is for all the millennials out there, the '90s babies. Fifty-one across Nickelodeon's longest-running game show. Oh, Double Dare! Double Dare! I wanted to be on that show so bad. It would have been so much fun. I feel like it exists. They redid it. They did. It. They're still on. Should we go, Should we try and get on? Do you have to be a family? Do we have to have kid? kids and stuff? Can they do like kids from the '90s on Double Dare? Yeah. You get thirty something. Like we would be good at that. <laughs> we would. Ha- I would shove my arm so far
1: up that nose. And get all that slime i don't like not that we're particularly athletic but i feel like that kind of <laughs> stuff we could be good at like i know that you don't, don't actually have skill. to be athletic no you just have to be like comfortable in slime and i think that we could get there <laughs> for sure yes um uh, and the last thing i'll close out with for my hits and
0: shits this week from amy's puzzle 44 down short person's group photo position ideally in the front in front front row in front was correct <laughs>
1: You love it. Are you a front rower or are you middle of the row? I'm average height. You yeah. know, I'm not you can really tall go any or short.
0: So it really depends on who I'm with. Mhm. So I'm often not in groups large enough where we need a front and a back <laughs> That's
1: row. <true>. So <laughs> That's nervous. the reality. <laughs> <laughs> You'll never catch in a group photo. <laughs> never. Don't even try. <laughs> you got anything else no all right let's (laughs) shall we flip the coin let's flip
0: the damn coin okay we're getting delirious now we are it's been a while all right i'm heads your tails right i always i black out and i just wait i look and i'm like i hope i'm saying the right one okay flipping the coin now who's it gonna be
1: Of course, it's Grace. Tails, 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 tails. I've actually hacked into the virtual coin you use (laughs) to make sure it's always tails, even though I don't always. I don't know what I really like going first or last. I know it's sometimes it's
0: about what mood I'm in and what my topic is. Anyway,
1: it's all yours. My topic is from the Monday, November first, New York Times by Fiona Taylor, sixteen across. What might give cause for concern? For a farmer, question mark. Cause is spelled C-A-W-S. A raven? A crow. Are you doing crows? Yes. Are you on crow TikTok? Is this why you're interested in crows right now? Are you trying to befriend I've, crows? I have been interested in crows. And I would befriend a crow in the right situation. Okay. I don't want a crow to know where I live. You know what well, I mean? Because I feel like they would try and break into my house. <laughs>
0: I don't know what you mean. So maybe after your topic i we'll will circle understand. Back. Yeah,
1: okay. 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 So, when you think of crows, do you think of scary things, bad omens, death, or do you think of symbols of good luck and intelligence?
0: Intelligence definitely. I think of the omens and bad luck thing just because i know that that's what they are quote unquote representative of. Mm-hmm. I
1: they're just crows
0: and they're really they're just smart. Crows to you. They're just really smart animals.
1: Well, maybe they're both. Maybe they're everything all at once. Okay.
0: Don't put them in a... Don't pigeonhole them.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. So crow (laughs) is a blanket term for different species of birds that fall under the corvus genus. Corvus. Like raven, right? Right. Yeah, so there are 45 different species that fall under this genus, and they are all primarily black birds with long beaks. So what we know as crow is actually the American crow, most mm. likely, and then raven is refers to the larger birds in the Corvus family. So yeah, crows and ravens are related, brothers and sisters, cousins, if you were, if you will. Exactly, and raven is just kind of like there are multiple different species of ravens too. Got it um corvus birds exist almost everywhere except for south america and Antarctica. and i'm not going to get too into like the scientific different species whatever because i'm not a nerd lame lame But (laughs) i will talk about the difference between a crow and a raven if you see them out and about so you know please so the main thing is ravens are much bigger than crows so crows are usually like pigeon size speaking of pigeons Mm -hmm. and then ravens are hawk size damn i didn't know that Mm mm-hmm
0: I think, I, okay, do you want to hear something funny? Tell me. There's just like petting zoo farm close to like where I grew up. And I went once and there was like a crow <laughs> or a raven. It could have been a raven. It looked big enough to be a raven to my small seven-year-old self.
1: <laughs>
0: and I turned my back to that fucker. And he pecked me right through <laughs> my shirt. Sure, I kid you not. And it was traumatizing. It's traumatizing.
1: Well, you probably did something to make it mad because they, they can remember a face. And I'll get I into that later. I was seven. I didn't
0: know. I was, can they, if they can remember my face, can they remember my age? <gasps> okay. Please continue.
1: <laughs> Another way you can tell them apart is ravens have like a shaggier look. Kind of. Crows can be are more like sleek. Mm. Ravens have like fluffier feathers around their neck. Interesting. Um, crows also make all types of sounds, but they're most well known for their cause. Caw. Yeah, no, you're lucky I'm not calling into this mic right now for our listeners. <laughs> and then raven noises are much deeper and more guttural. Oh, ravens I actually also, love that. Yeah. Ravens also have thicker beaks that curve at the end. Crows' tails are fan-shaped during flight. Ravens' tails are more of a diamond shape. And ravens mostly soar while crows flap. So if you see one flying, that might help you out. Flap, flap. Are ravens and crows the ones that were doing the bird flu?
0: Remember
1: that? They were doing the bird flu?
0: I don't know. I, I mean, I was young when the bird flu was happening.
1: I don't know. Anyway, I'm sure. anyway. I don't know what to believe anymore. Okay. Probably. They probably got blamed for it. Ugh. Can you, if they can did you believe it. this? All right. There is a ton of mythology and stories about crows because they exist everywhere and they've been around for a long time and they're very, you know, unique looking and striking. Mm-hmm. And they also eat dead things. So they show up a lot when things are dying and people are dying. So... There's a lot of stories about them in different cultures. I'm going kind to of, I'm going to talk about both. I'll be using like crow and raven interchangeably because in some stories they're not differentiated, whatever. Just think like big black bird. Got it. So, the ancient Greeks have their own explanation for why the crow is black because it used to be like a white and silver bird. But the story hmm. goes that Apollo, the Greek god, had a mistress named Coronis, but she left him to marry a mortal man. And the crow, the silver and white crow, broke the news to Apollo, and he got so mad that he burned the crow's feathers and made him black forever, and he also burned coronis to death. And the Greek word for crow, "Coroni" or coron, comes from that story. Ooh, woof. That's not a very uh,
0: level-headed response. No. Don't shoot the crow is just
1: the messenger. Don't burn the bird that told Seriously. you. That Seriously. That should be a saying. It is. Apollo is also the reason why the raven is so hoarse. So... In this story, Apollo sends the raven to go get some water for a party or feast he's throwing. But the raven got distracted because there was an unripened fig tree. And he was like, well, I'll just wait a little bit for the fig to unripen and then I'll bring back the water. And he did that. And Apollo got mad that he like took so long and waited for the thing to unripen. So he declared that the raven could only drink from the stream once the figs ripened. So the uh-huh. raven's always thirsty and that's why he has a little hoarse voice. Apollo has like a little bit of an anger issue, yeah, and a thing with birds. Um, there's a similar legend to how the crows turned black in the Islamic faith. So according to this story, Muhammad was hiding from his enemies in a cave, and a white crow saw him and tried to tell his enemies um, his location by yelling "cave, cave," which in Arabic is "gar, gar, G-H-A-R. The enemies were not able to understand the crow and they moved on. However, Muhammad was upset that the crow tried to help gave him away. And so he turned the bird black and cursed him to only be able to say gar gar for the rest of time. Of course. And that's what happens when you're in mm-hmm. Um, In Native American tribes, there's a lot of stories about ravens. They're, the, the stories are more focused on their intelligence and mm-hmm. they're seen as more of a good thing. According to the Haida people of what is now Queen Charlotte's Islands, Greater Raven was the creator that first called Earth into being. And he made humans, some out of rocks and some out of leaves, but the rock people were like really hard to mold because they were rock. So he ended up making people out of leaves and they were allowed to live as humans. Um, but uh, the raven instructed them that like the leaf, they must eventually fall and go back to the earth. So that's hmm. like the story of why death exists or... Oh, okay. etc. cetera. In the Hebrew Talmud, after Adam and Eve's son Abel died, they didn't know what to do with the body. They were freaking out. The raven notices their distress, so he kills one of his own companions and shows Adam and Eve how to dig a hole and bury a dead mm. body. So then that's why we bury our dead, okay. or that's the story why. In Genesis, the raven is the first bird that's sent out by Noah as the floodwaters start to recede. But there's, he, the, the bird doesn't come back, and he ends up sending out like a dove later who comes back, and there's a bunch of discourse about what this means. Because mm. ravens actually do come up in... Um, the Old Testament and the New Testament, a couple different times. So you can go down that rabbit hole if you want. Hmm. In Norse mythology, Odin has two ravens, as we know from playing God of War. <coughs> um, Hugin and Munin are their names, and they translate to thought and memory, which makes sense cool. because, like I said, ravens are really smart and they have good memory. And they were kind of Odin's spies, so they would, they you were. know, like look around and then report to him what was going on. amongst the mortals wasn't that like a quest in god of war we had to like kill the ravens that were spying Mm -hmm. on us yeah that was one of the side things you could do Mm -hmm. um in celtic mythology people believed that morrigan the goddess of war had control over the outcomes of battles and there were tales that she would be able to turn into a raven and that they would see her flying over battlefields as a raven oh i love that there is the three-legged crow which is very cool looking spans multiple Asian mythologies in Japan. He is called the Yadagorasu and he's said to represent the sun and is a symbol for guidance and multiple different stories. The Japanese football association uses the symbol of Yadagorasu in their emblems and badges. Cool. Three legged crow. So as you can see, Crows are all over the place. In some cultures, they're praised for their intelligence, and in others, they're associated with death. The death part, again, makes sense because they eat dead things. So they were probably at a lot of battlefields, specifically, mm-hmm. especially in like the Norse times. Mm-hmm. So, what happens if you see a crow? Tell Good me. thing, bad thing. It depends on how many crows you see. This is one okay. belief. So, a single crow means bad luck and that destruction may be in the near future. But two crows means harmony and good news. Okay. Three crows means a blessing of good health for the household. Four crows means good fortune, abundance, and prosperity, especially if they're also cawing. But then once you get to five crows, it's bad again. This means an illness or poor health will soon take over the household. Oh, no. Six crows is a warning that a robbery might take place. Very specific. Yes. Seven is a sign that you should either travel or move soon. And eight means grief and sorrow are coming. And then if there's like a bunch of crows, a murder of crows, if you will, Mm -hmm. this means that death is approaching the household. So, yeah, basically one crow is bad. Anywhere from like two to four is fine. And then once you get to five crows or more. Bad news. You got to watch out. So Uh, everyone cross your fingers for two to four crows to cross your path. Got it. Let's learn about some fun crow facts from mentalploss.com american crows spend most of the year living in pairs they mate for life so everyone thinks penguins mate for life but crows do too and no one is throwing them a gay wedding excuse me very much (laughs) um they also sometimes live in like a family and during the winter months they will all gather in groups of hundreds to sleep together at night which sounds terrifying to accidentally walk in on but yeah to like keep sorry i didn't mean to interrupt (laughs) whatever's
0: going on here
1: (laughs) Um, A lot of teen crows will stick around and they will help their parents raise their younger siblings. One study found that 80% of American crow nests had a helping hand. (gasps) Oh, I could never. (laughs) There's some crows where like that's all they do. They basically just like kind of help look after kids. Oh. Crows have funerals for each other. When one dies, hundreds may come to see it. And it's not for scavenging purposes. They almost never touch the dead bird.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: It's like elephants um crows have caused blackouts in japan because they use the fiber optic cables to build nests and it actually became like a huge problem they were causing like a hundred blackouts a year uh chubu electric company started building what they call love nests that are high above the power lines on company towers and the crows seem to like it because 67 percent of the nests are being used so
0: wow love nests that's,
1: that's very cute um, crows are extremely smart, and that is because their brain-to-body ratio is huge. So their brains take up 2.7% of their body's total weight compared to humans whose brain takes up 1.9%. So Imagine
0: if our brains were bigger. Imagine the kind of effery we could we do. Can get up to.
1: We'd be too powerful.
0: We'd be able to talk with our brains to each other. Telekinesis. One day. I'm working in, on it. I've been stretching meta, and like... Whatever.
1: Uh, The new Facebook thing is where we're all supposed to, like, plug into virtual reality and then descend into dystopia. Yeah, shut up, Mark
0: Zuckerberg. Anyway.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Research has shown that crows have a much higher density of neurons in their forebrains than primates do. Hmm. So a lot of people say crows are just as smart as apes and primates. They have regional dialects, just like humans. So if they move to, like, a new, you know, group, they will learn the new cause, get a new accent. Oh, my God. Um, in, in Japan and California, crows have been observed to put walnuts in street intersections during red lights while there's no one there. And then they pick them up after the cars have run over them to open the walnuts. They have to time this perfectly so that they don't get by cars because, you know, there's just that like one second when all the things are red. Yeah. Um, so basically, they have learned how street lights work and use it insane to their advantage. Mm-hmm. Um, research shows that crows can recognize a human face. In 2001, a team from the University of Washington did a study where they had one person in a caveman mask and another in a Dick Cheney mask for some reason. Why? And the caveman, um, which is probably good because then otherwise the crows would just hate Dick Cheney, which actually wouldn't be horrible, but the caveman <laughs> trapped a couple of crows and then let them go. And it did a, this for like one little period of time. The crows never forgot that the caveman did this and they always harassed and cawed at any person who came in wearing the caveman mask. Even years later, like five years later, they still did this. And even crows that weren't born yet when that experiment took place did this. So that showed they can like pass on information, like stay away wow. from that guy. Wow. Wow. Um, And I think I talked about this when you did your Stonehenge episode. But when I went to Stonehenge, there's a lot of crows around there. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I swear a guy had a crow on his arm. It was like standing on his arm. And I was Mm -hmm. like, what's the deal with all the crows? (laughs) He's like, well, they live around here and they know like which Stonehenge employee Brings food because, like, some of us don't, and so they will fly next to the little shuttle bus and, like, look inside and see who it is. And if it's someone that they know brings food, they like wait for them at this post. And if it's someone that that they know does like doesn't bring food, then they won't wait. Isn't that crazy? That is insane. um The New Caledonian crow in the South Pacific is only is one of only two species on the planet that can craft its own hooks in the wild. The other species, Homo sapiens. Never forget, we're all an animal. <laughs> so, yeah. Basically, crows and humans are the only one that have been able to craft hooks in the wild. They use their beaks and feet to bend twigs into a J-shape to extract insects from tight crevices. So, they're basically like building tools. Dude. A study done by researchers at the University of Göttingen showed that crows understand impulse control. They will hold out on eating a piece of bread if they know that they can swap it with a better snack later. But if the better snack is not a better snack, if it's just another piece of bread, then they won't wait and they'll just eat the bread that they get. Wow. Holy crap. Yeah. Yes. Crows are extremely smart and they have, you know, social emotional connections with each other. But I'm going to end by talking about one of their worst PR stunts that ever happened. Okay. And that was Alfred Hitchcock's movie, The Birds. <gasps> it came out in 1963. So this movie is based on a novella by the same title, but it is also very inspired by a real-life seabird attack in the U.S. So Mm. basically millions of seabirds smashed into cars and buildings in the tiny town of Capitola. It sounds like creepy. They said, you know, some farmers said they like pecked out the eyes of their cows and stuff. What? Um, So seabirds, not crows. Yes, they were not crows. They were seabirds. Later research showed that the birds had probably eaten contaminated anchovies and the toxins caused nerve damage, which like caused them to kind of act wild. Um but Hitchcock probably used crows in his movies because not only are they scary looking but since they're so smart they're much easier to train and they actually captured a bunch of wild crows. They set up like a whole um aviary for the crows in wow. this movie. That's a rabbit hole if you want to look at it. Um but yeah so basically, you know, crows are so smart. They're I didn't realize they were real crows. Some of them are. There are some like animatronics and puppets okay. and robots, but sure. there are real crows. Yeah. Damn. So, just want to end by reminding everyone that the crow's greatest strength, their intelligence, became their biggest downfall. So, if you see a crow, hug a crow. Mm -hmm. They're not bad.
0: No, they say, like, if you want to befriend a crow, like, one of the first things you have to do is just treat it like you would a human. Like, just talk to it, like normal.
1: Mm -hmm. And like peanuts. They do. (gasps) Let's go find some crows. I have crows that hang out outside my window on the fire escape, but I'm worried that... I don't want to leave food out for them. And then what if they, like, come back and I'm not home and they're angry and then they, like, break in through my window. And I don't they, like, think attack they're going to do cat. that. They might. If my if my window's open, it's just a screen. And they're like, we know she has peanuts in there. Then <laughs> they would, like, literally kill my cat. Because actually, I feel like they might. I don't know if they're ravens. I'll have to get a better look at their neck feathers next time they're here. Ooh. Because they're really big. Okay. Keep me posted. A- my cat, like, always yells at birds on the fire escape. But then when the crows come, he, like, gets nervous and...
0: <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs>
1: runs away. Maybe they like you and they don't like him. Yeah.
0: Um, anyway, so that, that's crows for you. Thanks for the crow stuff. I love that. Let's get a crow. I want a crow now. It would be cool to have a pet crow. I mean, you would be the coolest person on the I block, know. for sure. I know. Uh, I already am the coolest person on the block. But anyway... Uh, Maybe next time I'll have a crow on my shoulder, so stay tuned. Uh, So that brings me to my topic from the Friday, October 28th, New York Times by Amy Lucido. 59 across, shield adorned with Medusa's head. And the answer is the aegis. Well, just aegis or aegis, spelled Mm -hmm. A-E-G-I-S. I'm not talking about the shield. I'm talking about Medusa. Yay. So I've talked about Medusa a long, long time ago, I think. When I was covering a different Greek mythology topic, I think when it was, when I was talking about Cetus. Do you remember when I talked about Cetus, the whale constellation?
1: Yes, that was like the weirdest. T- first five episodes, I feel and
0: like. And also one of the weirdest topics I've ever covered. Regardless, I think I talked about Medusa briefly. It comes up. During that. But I just felt like she deserved a little bit more time and attention. I agree. So let's get into it. What do, you, what do you think of when I say Medusa? Like, what comes to mind?
1: Lady with uh, snake hair, and that when she looks at people, they turn to stone.
0: hmm Very good.
1: Feminist icon.
0: Feminist icon. Okay, interesting. Let's get into it. So, who is Medusa? Uh, Medusa is probably one of the most well-known monsters from Greek mythology. Uh, she, along with her two sisters, Sethno and Arieli. Uriel, sorry to all the Greeks out there, Uh, they were Gorgons, the three of them. Um, And so descriptions of what Gorgons are and the way they look vary across all the different mythology and stories, Um, but it most commonly refers to the three sisters that I just mentioned um, who have hair made of living venomous snakes um, and they're Appearances are so horrifying that they turn anybody to stone who looks on like mm-hmm. looks upon them mm-hmm. okay um, Gorgon
1: was a answer in a crosswordad clue this week.
0: Oh, was it mm-hmm. it all comes together um, but Medusa wasn't always a gorgon or sorry, she wasn't always a monster, I should say mm-hmm. so we'll start from the beginning. We'll start with her parents. Her parents were ancient marine deities named porces and Ceto, they were brother and sister of course um, and they gave birth to medusa and her two gorgon sisters as well as a whole lot of other children all of whom were monsters by birth except for medusa so medusa's gorgon sisters were born as gorgons and were immortal but when medusa was born she was a beautiful mortal girl hmm. the roman poet Ovid praised the beauty of Medusa's hair. It was the most wonderful of all of her charms. Okay. (laughs) So what happened to the beautiful Medusa? How did she turn into one of the most horrific monsters of all uh, in Greek mythology? So it's funny you should ask. Um, One day, Medusa was at the temple of Athena. She had taken a vow of chastity uh, and was planning to serve Athena for her life as like a virgin And she was at the temple of Athena doing what you would do as somebody who venerates a god, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And as she's there, the sea god Poseidon is like, yo, who's that hottie? Um, I'm really enamored by her, so much so that I can't control myself. Uh, And so, because he can't resist his temptation, because he's just like a horny man, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: he ends up raping her. And oh. impregnating her, right there in the temple. Woof. So, let's go to Athena. Okay. So we know that Medusa, before she is raped, has taken a vow chastity to serve Athena. Okay. Uh, if you don't know much about Athena, not only is she the god of wisdom and war, but she is also known as Athena Parthenos, which means Athena the Virgin. So Athena chose to be a virgin, uh, and this choice prompted her to kind of take on, like assume the role of the enforcer of sexual modesty in women. Uh, There was pureness in virginity, and it was expected as the most rudimentary behavior for women of the time. Okay. Mm -hmm. So interestingly, like once Christianity started taking over, uh, they kind of co-opted a lot of Athena's values and like virtues for Mm -hmm. the Virgin Mary which is really interesting, Hmm. Um, especially during the Middle Ages. Go figure. It all comes together. Um, And Athena was not the only virgin goddess in mythology. Some others you might know. uh, Artemis, who is the sister of Apollo, which we just talked about. Uh, Hestia and Hecate. Those are also some famous virgin goddesses. It was a big thing to be a goddess and to be a virgin. You
1: virgins, you dweebs. There's nothing wrong with being a virgin. There's a there isn't with not
0: being a virgin. And a vir- virginity is a social construct anyway, mm-hmm. folks. Okay? So, fine. Anyway, let's get back to Medusa. So now we know a little bit about Athena. So, Poseidon has raped Medusa uh, in the temple of the virgin goddess Athena. So, you might think Athena is, like, mad at Poseidon. No. Athena is pissed off. She is enraged that her temple has been desecrated. But not at Poseidon. She's mad at Medusa. Victim blaming? Victim blaming at its finest. So then Athena uses her anger and transforms Medusa into a true Gorgon, just like her sisters. So no longer did Medusa have her enchanting hair, but it was now replaced with a head full of entwining, live, venomous snakes. She was also depicted as having bronze hands and wings of gold. Poets claimed that she had a great boar-like tusk and tongue lolling between her fanged teeth. Her face was so hideous and her gaze so piercing
1: that the sight of her was enough to turn a man to stone. I feel like in when I think of, like, pictures of Medusa, she doesn't have an ugly face. That's very true. We'll get there. Okay. Okay. So,
0: rape, victim blaming. Now, the rape victim is a horrible horrifying monster that turns men to stone with her gaze Mm -hmm. interesting so this brings me to another person another greek mythology dude his name is perseus you might know perseus Mm -hmm. um perseus was the son of zeus and a mortal named Danae. Uh, he was also the half brother of and great grandfather of heracles and heracles is the greek version of hercules so just think of it that way Mm -hmm. um So, Perseus was known as one of the greatest slayers of monsters before Heracles, or Hercules, got, like, showed up on the scene. Mm -hmm. So, Perseus grew up, became a man, uh, and once he was grown, uh, the king of the island Seraphos, King Polydectes, fell in love with Perseus' mother. Perseus did not like the king, King Polydectes. He was like, you're not honorable, stay away from my mom, don't even think about it. So, King Polydectes was like, I'm going to ruin this guy. He just ruined my chances to hang out with the hottest girl, Danae. Uh, and so Polydectes decides to like find a way to exile Perseus. He decided to hold a large banquet where he told every guest that they needed to bring him a gift. And the gift that he needed to bring the king was a horse. Well, Perseus didn't have a horse. So Perseus goes to the king. He's like, hey, I don't have a horse. What will you take instead? And the king is like, exactly. So I'm going to send him on the most impossible quest and he's never going to come back so what he does is he says to Perseus bring me the head of Medusa Medusa at this point is already a Gorgon okay Athena's Mm -hmm. already transformed her and so Perseus is like bet and flies out to find Medusa and get her head so okay not only does like so Perseus is like off on this quest but he teams up with two other gods Athena and Hermes um, and they track Medusa down to the Rocky Island of Sarpedon, Sar- Sarpedon. Uh, and when Perseus arrived, Medusa was asleep. Athena had lent Perseus, her famous bronze shield, the one from the clue, Aegis. So Perse- mm-hmm. Perseus, could use the, sh- the, the shield as a guide to sneak, sneak up on her. Think of like Hermione with the basilisk, right? Like use it to yeah. like, so he doesn't actually look her directly in the eye. He's like looking around corners with the bronze shield. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't actually need it. She's asleep the whole time. He uh, sneaks up on her and uh, cuts her head off right then and there. No fight. Just boom, done, Deli. So because Medusa was pregnant at the time of her slaying, um, her two unborn children suddenly sprang from her neck. Okay.
1: it's anatomically correct.
0: It is. It's great. There's actually a lot of literature and, like, academic research about... And this is connected to Freud and how, like, the penis is, like, the man's, like, like if you were to cut off a man's penis, his life would be over. And, like, it's related to the woman's head is often seen as a sexual symbol or, like, a sexual organ. There's a lot of literature on this that I kind of went on a deep dive on. (laughs) Uh And Medusa's myth is often referenced as, like, a reason why... Uh, the woman's head is symbolically a vagina because when her mm-hmm. head was cut off, she actually gave birth to two children. Anyway, I can't go into that. But if you're interested, you can find that on the Internet. Do that on your own time. Do that on your own time. Anyway, so her two unborn kids pop out and her children are Chrysaur and Pegasus. So Kreisauer was a golden giant. He mm-hmm. eventually like marries a Titan's daughter and they have another giant baby who's a monster together. Pegasus. You might know who Pegasus is. Pegasus, the mythical, mythical winged divine horse. Okay, isn't that doesn't Hercules ride Pegasus? Funny you should say that. Hercules slash Heracles has nothing to do with Pegasus. Disney says he does, but Disney's wrong. Disney has fooled me all these years. All these years, and I believed him. You believed him. Uh, The mythology actually says that it was either the hero. Bellerophon or perseus himself who rode pegasus and did like all of the monster slaying on mm-hmm. pegasus and then eventually pegasus like retired to like zeus's stables and zeus is like i love you so much i'm gonna make you a constellation." it happens it happens anyway so Medusa's head, babies pop out so as Medusa is being slain, her sleeping sisters wake up. Uh, they try to avenge her, but they can't see Perseus because he's wearing Hades' helmet of invisibility and Hermes' winged sandals. So Perseus, like, chops off Medusa's head, throws her head in a bag, and, like, dips out. And the Gorgon sisters are, like, so distraught that they, sing this be- they start singing this beautiful, like, song of just, like, complete distress. Mm-hmm. Um and athena hears the song of the sisters and is like wow that is so touching and so she uses their song as a way to like make music this like special type of music that you can play on a special type of flute Mm
1: -hmm. and she's like
0: your song is so distressing i'm gonna steal it and like she makes this like beautiful music on this beautiful flute and it's like this is your fault this is all your fault yeah, Athena. she like, caused
1: this all, and now she's pretending to be upset about it. Right. Uh,
0: no, doesn't work for me.
1: Well, it's not really all her fault. It's Poseidon's it's not. fault.
0: Exactly. she didn't handle it well. She did not. Okay. So now Perseus has Medusa's head in a bag, and he flies back to King Polydectes. While flying over Libya, he drop, drops of Medusa's blood fall into the ground, and they instantly turn into snakes. Uh, and it's because of this that Libya apparently is f- filled with serpents, which is interesting. Oh, Um, And then when Perseus arrives to the island of Seraphos, he uses Medusa's head to turn King Polydectes and the uh, vicious islanders into stones. uh, And it's why the island is known for having so many rocks. Um, Perseus then gives Medusa's head to Athena, and she sets it upon her shield, Aegis, Mm -hmm. um, and it becomes known as Gorgonion which basically is a protective amulet. If you were to look up, like, Medusa artwork on Google, you'll see urns and plates and, you know, tiled floors and all types of artwork with Medusa's head. And Mm -hmm. those were actually used as protective amulets. They weren't used as, like, we hate Medusa things. They were like, Mm -hmm. Medusa is protecting me. And all thanks to Athena using it on her shield, which is interesting. Like, you victim blame her to her untimely death, and then now you're going to use her as, like, A protective amulet. Okay. Interesting. Uh, So then Athena collects some of the remaining blood of Medusa and gives it to Asclepius, who uses the blood from Medusa's left side to take people's lives, and the blood from her right side to raise people from the dead. Uh, And then the rest of Medusa's blood, uh, a vial containing two drops, Athena gave to her adopted son, uh, and then um, one of those drops is a cure-all, and the other is a deadly poison, and then Athena also put aside a lack of Medusa's snake hair uh, and gave it to Heracles slash Hercules, who then gave it to his daughter for protection. So they totally effed up Medusa's life and then constantly used her for their own protection and personal gain afterwards. Messed up. Messed up. So a lot going on there. <laughs> a lot going on <laughs> there. Um, Grace at the beginning said feminist icon. Is she a feminist icon?
1: No, I mean, not really. She didn't do, she was pretty passive in the whole story. Sadly passive, right? Um, that's not to say that she,
0: she's at fault, right? No, 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 no. Um, but it's interesting how in like contemporary like literature and pop culture, she is often presented as a feminist icon, right? Yeah, like, because she's she the turns into stone. Exactly. It's usually really attractive. Exactly. So we're going to do a little bit of an about face or maybe more like um, just more of a deeper look into Medusa's mythology and how the mythology has evolved with time
1: Mm
0: -hmm. um, and how it's transcended time. There's an incredible article on Vice called The Timeless Myth of Medusa, a Rape Victim Turned into a Monster, and it's by Christabel Hastings. I'm going to start with a quote. Quote. Unlike other figures of Greek mythology, most of us know Medusa, even if we can't recall details of her myth. A quick character sketch might well include snakes, deadly eyes, uh, and a taste for destruction. In her book, Literature and Fascination, Sybil Bomback argues that the myth has endured, thanks in part to our growing appetite for grand narratives of fascination, which often revolve around dangerous female seduction medusa is now a quote multi-model image of intoxication petrification and luring attractiveness end quote the article then goes on to document how the image and myth of medusa has taken shape throughout history so originally she was like a de- demonic gorgon until o- ovid basically gave her a backstory right mm-hmm. um, and then greek antiquity saw medusa as both a monster and a symbol toward off evil spirits but during the renaissance uh, Perseus's victory over Medusa was used as iconography to demonstrate the Medici f- family power. So you can see this in art from Cellini and Caravaggio. One of the most famous depictions of Medusa is the famous Caravaggio painting, which I'll probably post on our Instagram. But then during the French Revolution, Medusa became a force for change and an emblem of French liberty. It was like they kind of flipped her on her head and were like, <laughs> she is so powerful and we're going to use her to show that, like, we should be free. Uh, And this is another quote from the article. Quote, in her 1975 manifesto, The Laugh of the Medusa, the feminist theorist, Helene Siku, excuse my French, asserts that man created the monstrous legacy of Medusa through fear of female desire. If, she argued, they dared to, quote, look at the Medusa straight on, end quote, they would see that, quote, she is not deadly, she's beautiful, and she's laughing, end quote, which is so fucking cool. I love um, it. Continuing this quote. It's easy to see why Sicqu's ma- manifesto resonated far and wide. The story of a powerful woman raped, demonized, and slain by a uh, patriarchal society, it seems less of an ancient myth than a modern reality. As pointed out in the scholar Elizabeth Johnston's November 2016 Atlantic essay, the original nasty woman, the way Medusa has resurfaced in recent election cycles also points to the pervasiveness, pervasiveness of misogyny. Angela Merkel, Theresa May, and Hillary Clinton have all received the Medusa treatment lately, their features superimposed over bloody, severed heads. One popular caricature even shows a Perseus Trump brandishing the head of his electoral adversary. When it comes to silencing women, Western culture has had thousands of years of practice. And throughout much of that time, Medusa has constantly been used to, quote, demonize female leaders, as Johnston writes, materializing whenever male authority feels threatened by female agency, end quote. So Medusa is one of those. It seems like Medusa is one of those images that men like to use as a way to kind of like demonize women. But there are some sex or some groups of people that like to take those demonized images and reclaim them, just like Mm -hmm. the word bitch. Like, if a man were to call you a bitch, it is, like, obviously misogyny, right? Mm -hmm. But women can reclaim that word themselves and use it to, you know, give themselves power.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Reclaiming the tools of the oppressor, right? Okay, this is another longer quote, but I'm going to end on this quote from... Her story, Medusa's story, isn't so different than today's Rape Victims by Destiny Hall. Uh, What was this on? This was on The Wit Online. The scary part of the myth of Medusa is that she's a rape victim with no support system. It's a story so powerful and relevant to today's society, I couldn't help but cry for Medusa. First, she was sexually abused and punished for it by a woman who had the power to help her. Then she is turned into a monster and essentially stripped of her identity. It's hard to feel comfortable, much less beautiful, in a rape victim's body. But to be turned into a literal monster by the woman who you worshipped after you were raped? It's a fate worse than death. It's a tragic story. It's even more tragic that history remembers Medusa as a monster and not the victim that she was. Maybe this is fitting, though. We don't listen to victims now, much less hundreds of years ago. Instead, people turn them into something or someone they're not. How many times have you heard the news call a victim an instigator? We turn the people who need our help the most into monsters. But in reality, the real monsters are rapists like Poseidon, abusers like Perseus, and victim blamers like Athena and Ovid. But most of all, it's the people who actively choose to not look further into the victim's stories. Excellent. And so that's Medusa. Very good. There. If you're interested in more about this, there's... I had to close out of like 10 articles. I couldn't do them all. I had to yeah. pick like the couple that I wanted to focus on. There's so much written about Medusa and there's so much literature about like a feminist, like looking at her story through a feminist lens. And I highly recommend doing that. Um, mm-hmm. I think there's so many stories, especially mythology, that we don't look at from that lens. And, you know, women's stories don't get told in the, in like a way that feels just or mm-hmm. right. Um, But I say we reclaim Medusa. Oh, and so what you were saying about when you see her image, like, very beautiful,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: that kind of happened in, like, in the Renaissance into, like, the French Revolution time where she used to be just depicted as this, like, horribly ugly thing. But then she started Mm -hmm. being depicted as this beautiful creature. But even though she was beautiful, she was still a monster. And it was one of those things, like, beware of the beautiful seductress. Mm -hmm. You know, like, she, like you know, this idea of, like, a red-headed woman with red lips and just, like, very seductive. It's kind of like, ooh, something is evil about her. It's like, no, she's just a woman, and you're afraid of female agency.
1: Yeah. Well, I feel like it's kind of interesting, like, sometimes a woman's beauty, not sometimes, a lot of times it's used against her, Oh, too. yeah. So it, it gives across the same point, whether she's a monster or whether she's super beautiful, because she can't win either way. Well, we talked about that a little bit with um, Cinderella, mm-hmm.
0: you know, um, how men get to choose what's good. It's all about what mm-hmm. men are choosing. Like, you have to be beautiful to get man's attention. But if you're mm-hmm. too beautiful, you're basically just a slut. Yeah. You know, it all comes down to the choice that the man makes. And that's if why. If you feel like Cinderella, who's also very passive. Exactly. Exactly. Anyway, that's why we need feminism. So, <laughs> so um, gather your crows and let's get join them. the, army. I'll, the get my, army. I'll get my snakes. You get your crows. We'll get going. I love snakes and crows. I love snakes and crows, too. I like now I want a Medusa tattoo,
1: like on my face. I feel like um, Manga has done Medusa tattoos. that look cool. <gasps> mm, very nice. I've seen them with like in her eyes are like completely blacked out.
0: Oh, okay. Don't even give me ideas. Yeah. Because.
1: (laughs) Just something Um, to
0: think about. So next week we'll have a crow and we'll have a Medusa tattoo each.
1: Yeah. Next week we got to, we might have to schedule with like some rando who doesn't have a long wait list, but. Right. Wait, are we going to be here next week? Are we? We might not be.
0: Why? We'll talk about this. We'll talk about this later. We'll let you guys know. Yeah. (laughs) Um. Anyway, I guess that's it and that's all. We're going to leave you on this note of, like, uncertainty because we're so good at that. We're so good at running this
1: podcast. (laughs) We leave for two weeks. We come back and keep you on your toes. But if you want updates, we'll let you know whether or not we'll be here. You can follow (laughs) us on Twitter at The Good Eve Girls. Or Instagram at The Good Evening Girls. Or TikTok at The Good Eve Girls. Come on by. Uh,
0: And in the meantime, make sure, as always, to keep curious. And uh, we'll see you next time.
1: Bye. Bye.